As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. What's up, Fungal Associates? Welcome to Completely Arbitrary. It's the podcast about trees and other related topics. I am one of your hosts. My name is Alex Croson. I'm another one of your hosts. I'm Casey Clapp. The news today, did you hear? 1230. Alex, you were featured on the radio. <laughs> yes, Casey. You that came- was so exciting. <laughs> you came over and we uh, I, I was on the radio today. We sat and listened to it. It was very exciting. Now, for those of you who don't know, the radio is that thing that you can tune into uh, via your computer called a live stream. Mm. Uh, it also plays through the airwaves. You hear it in your car when you forget to put the aux button on or the Bluetooth. It's kind of like the original iPod. Exactly. Uh, we make references to this all the time when we say this is a radio show. Uh, that is what we're talking about. <laughs> you were you were on Kink FM, your, sh- uh, your, your newest single yeah uh, that just got released was on there yeah uh, what was the name of it tell us all about it it's called goddess of dawn yeah you can go listen to it on spotify by the way right now uh yeah and yes. last week as of as of this release date of this podcast last week my song tabitha came out as yeah. well and my ep comes out in a couple short weeks a couple short weeks everyone we will tell you about it go find it on the internet uh you can pre-save it is that it that's, that's right yeah subscribe uh-huh if you go on my on my on my instagram at alex croson c-r-o-w-s-o-n go to my link tree in there my bio you can pre-save all these things. I, I think that helps me uh, in some way. I am sure it does. Uh, if anything, the algorithm uh, is fed and all hail. Yeah, it'll show up. Here's what it does. It'll show up on your release radar on Spotify. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, so, so you'll see it the first day it comes out. It'll be like, hey, and when you inevitably come to town on a tour, it'd be like, hey, you like this person. They're coming to town. That's right. I see. Well, congratulations, Alex. It's very exciting. Thanks, Casey. That was, a, that was really fun. That's something I've wanted uh, since I was a kid. Yeah, um, I mean, it's uh, even though it's a dead enterprise. Yes, <laughs> it's still really exciting. <laughs> That's a good point. There's, <laughs> it's an old, outdated dream that doesn't really apply anymore. But yeah. it, it came true today. So that was pretty cool. It's like someone in the '60s being like, "I got a telegraph." Yeah, like, oh well, who cares? It's like I want to meet Elvis Presley, and it's like, <laughs> well, the best you can do is go to his grave. Yeah, exactly. All right, sure. It's still cool. Still cool. It's still, still pretty cool. <laughs> Casey, uh, thanks for the plug, my man. Oh, of course. Uh, today we are talking about a tree. Yes, we certainly are. This one, boy oh boy, is this Latin name a doozy. Yeah, give us your best shot. All right. Aracaria. <laughs> I want to say like Ollie Ollie Oxen Free. <laughs> Aracarioxylin or Aracariozylon Arizonicum. That's right. Well done. Yeah. I've also seen it Arizona. 
Ints, Arizona Sints, something like that. Arizona NCA? Uh, not even NCA, just Ints, Arizonans. Arizonans. Yeah, I think that's what it is. It's not, that's not, Arizona come is very snappy. Yeah, I good. like it. I like it as well. And I, there's something with Latin where like if you're, if the first one ends with a an A, then the next one has to end with an A. It's like mm. feminine, masculine kind of things. In oh, sure. A lot of Latin based uh, words or languages. I see. So in this case, uh, yeah, I have heard where uh, like other things that end with uh, Achia with mm-hmm. an A at the end. End, then the it would be Arizona cub rather than Arizona cum. Ah, so this yes. one's male because it ends in cum. I assume so, Alex, and that is why we all speak Latin. <laughs> oh, I couldn't resist, Casey. No, you can't. I mean, uh, <laughs> you, no one can. No one should. Got a few. Got a few common names for this one. We're calling it the Rainbow Wood. Yes, exactly. Uh, we'll talk more about that Rainbow Wood coming up. Yes, we sure will. Uh, but Casey, yes, let's imagine as we do every episode that you and I. Hmm, how about this? You and I are walking through. This is an old tree. I know that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very, 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 very. Not. I'm not talking like grandpa old. Yeah. I'm talking like caveman old. Yes. Like even before caveman old. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a cave dinosaur old. As we all know, cavemen walked among the dinosaurs. It's very true. It's a fact. Uh, let's imagine that you and I walking through a Triassic mm. landscape. We're shitting ourselves. This place is terrifying. It's very scary. There's mosquitoes the size of a bus. <laughs> <laughs> and we come across some rainbow wood trees. Yeah. Let us just... Wow, I almost I almost completely forgot my normal thing, and I said, let us discuss. Oh. But rather... Are you... Are you doing another podcast where you're discussing something? <laughs> I just, it's the same formula. I just changed the keywords. <laughs> what is that podcast called? <laughs> Casey, let's ID this tree. All right. Alex, today our conifer is extremely unique. Conifer. It, it is a conifer. Great. It is a conifer tree. It's gorgeous. Um, and there's nothing else quite like it around today. Its closest relatives are in the Arcariaceae. It is the like the monkey puzzle, the Wollemia, the Norfolk Island pine. Wollemia. Yes. Is that Wollemi? That is the Wollemi pine. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's I, its Latin name? Yeah. I, I prefer calling it the Wollemi or Wollemia. Excuse me. Sometimes mm. you have to like move those syllables around mm. um, because with the uh, with the the pine at the end of it I just don't like that I'd rather call it Wollemia rather than Wollemi pine okay because the pine it's not pine it's like nowhere close to a pine oh it's like Douglas fir yeah it's like an ancient ancient tree that's nowhere near it it's in a completely different family that's okay. like even more ancient than the pines I just want to give it its own credit and use the indigenous name so I'm gonna go with it hey fair enough okay those trees, all in the Arcariaceae, uh, the family that our rainbow wood is also in. Now, generally, you'll find all the Arcaria, Alex, down in the southern hemisphere. But our tree mm. is actually found up in the northern hemisphere, in warmer northern climes today, among a bunch of other ancient conifers like Woodworthia, Arizonica, and Shildaria adamanica. Shildaria. Yeah, and isn't that wow. a pretty, uh, pretty cool name? That that definitely, you know, the, the moment you said that, I thought, hey, that's that sounds like a... A like continent in the Elder Scrolls. Oh universe. yeah, yeah. Another like ancient thing that you'd have to like dust off and like maybe find and like kind of move the sand around and be like, oh my god, it's been 
buried and ancient for so long. Like it's right. Well, no, no more like it's right next to uh, Skyrim. And oh, okay. The, the right. plains of oblivion. I was thinking more like uh, some ancient thing you'd find uh, in a uh, a cave that was oh, dug by the dwarfs. You th- you thought I was saying actual Elder Scrolls, like yes. old scrolls. Correct. Elder Scrolls <laughs> is a video game series. Oh, no. Have you have you heard of Oblivion and Skyrim? Surely you've yes, heard of Skyrim. I have. I have heard of those. Yeah, those are those are Elder Scrolls games. Oh, yeah. I had no idea. Wow, we just had a clashing of worlds there. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. I took that what you said very literally, and it, I shouldn't have. It's like a high speed accident of worlds. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Everyone's okay though. We were all buckled in. <laughs> So our tree developed and grew at its height around 200 million years ago. That's an old tree. It's an old tree. And this is like the late Triassic period. uh, And it grew along the west coast of Pangea. You remember what Pangea is? Yeah. I I like calling it Panigia, like the the kid from those those TikToks. (laughs) I haven't seen this, but I love it. Oh, Casey. He's the best. His name is Dylan. What does Dylan say? Dylan talks about Komodo dragons. Okay. and, And the interviewer... Recess therapy, I think. He, oh, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he says, what would you say to a, a Komodo dragon if he said, I love you? And Dylan says, I think I would just say thank you. <laughs> I think I would just say thank you. Dylan's <laughs> so adorable. Wouldn't say I love you back. Yeah, but oh, he says man. that they lived in Pan- Panigia. Ah, uh, Panigia. Okay, that's good, though. Which is okay. what I call Pan- Panigia. In, in this case, yes, it was on the, the west coast of Panigia. So it, it grows more latitudinally uh, up. <laughs> North is what we call that. Well, not quite, Alex. Then so it's, then it's cousins. Or not no? so we're we're talking uh, about like the the height of this tree's existence. Oh, okay. At that point, Pangea was actually kind of centered over the equator, so it was within about mm. eighteen degrees of the equator. It was all mashed right there together. So uh, where you can find this tree now is in warmer climes. And that is because all of the continents have switched and moved apart and then moved up further north. Gotcha. So it's just going along for the ride. It's just going along for the ride, yeah. So way back in the Triassic, it was in these forests that were covered in tree ferns, in cycads, and early vascular and non-vascular plants. Hmm. Like uh, things that have developed. You know, like you remember when you were a kid, they were like, we had horsetails that were as tall as redwoods and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Now horsetails are like this little diminutive plant. That same kind of thing happened. There was non-vascular plants that were gigantic and huge, which today we call club mosses, and they're just like maybe two inches tall. Wow. Yeah, pretty weird stuff. Hey, but you know what? Everyone kind of, you know, does their things. You have a a triceratops back then, and now you're a chicken. (sighs) Well, evolution sometimes does funny things. Well, funny enough, there were dinosaurs that were living in this place at that time. You can imagine the earliest mammals and dinosaurs slinking around these forests. That's where these trees were growing at their absolute height. Like the Don Redwood kind of was, but Don Redwood was way higher up in latitudes at that point. They were taking those more north and more southern kind of uh, areas. Okay, so speaking of at its height, let's talk. Let's talk about the let's, the details of this bad boy. All right, all right, that sounds good. So the form of this tree is the way you would expect for any other tree. The big difference is the branches are not whirled and they are not uh, pseudo whirled. Do you know what a whirl is in the terms that we're using? I guess it's it's sort of like it reminds me of like um, oppositely arranged, but it like uh, in a in a circumference way. Yeah, totally. Uh, the the branches grow 
uh, alternately up the trunk in a whirl. Oh, you're you are actually right in a couple different ways, but you're also wrong in as many different ways. <laughs> hey, that's going on my headstone <laughs> when <better>. I die. <laughs> right in as many ways as he was wrong. <laughs> that's sort of the that's sort of my personality, Casey. I think yeah, you just yeah. summed me up pretty good. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. I know you, man. I know you. <laughs> um, yeah. So a whirl is where you have like three or more. Uh, nodes or or new branches coming out from the same spot oh and so in a conifer that would be where you're looking at a pine tree let's Mm. say and you see like this uh section of branches that grows out and then there's like this foot or so of just trunk and then another section of branches then a foot or so then branches, right yeah so those we call them whirls but in a very technical sense they're pseudo whirls where and this is where you're you're right in the other way where a they are actually spiraled up the stem, mm-hmm. but they were all set so close in that spiral that they're essentially the same spot. How are you spelling whirl? Uh, this is W-H-O-R-L. Oh, W-H-O. I was yes. saying W-H-I, like whirl. Oh, my God. I see. Okay. Yeah, this so, is funny. This is yeah. a little who's on first situation. This is. This is here. I'm like, Alex, it's not a whirl. Yeah. You're saying it's literally a whirl, Casey. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, as our whirls collide, mm. we will keep moving on. So the thing about our Top tree. Ten. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I was hoping that was going to be good. I hope there's someone out there rating our jokes and, and if if we do have a top 10 jokes that the most people laughed at. It's me. It is. Okay. All right. Sweet. Well, glad we've got another top 10. <laughs> Sucks to ever got pushed to number 11. We have officially two of them in oh, the top what? 10. Oh, dang. So if you're looking at, uh, at our rainbow wood, the branches will not be coming out at these nice, easy whirls. Hmm. What you'll find is that there's a branch over here, then a branch over there, then a branch over there, then a branch over here, then a branch over there, then a branch over here, branch over there. They're kind of randomly, irregularly distributed up the stem. How strange. So it doesn't have this like very obvious pattern of growth where you see, okay, there's a year, there's another year, there's another year where you have these things coming out, growth up, things coming out, growth up. In a pine tree, you can count from the top, and if you can see all these branches coming down in these whirls, we're just going to say whirls, even if they're pseudo-whirls, okay. to be very clear. Um, you, If you count 20, then you say, oh, that's a 20-year-old pine, or at least it's a fairly good estimate. Oh, okay. Yeah, because each year, those buds get put out left and right, and then the, the new shoot grows up and sets another another round of buds. Then the next year, those pop and do the same thing. Okay, so the, yeah, that's very that feels very unique um, in terms of the trees that we've discussed in the mm-hmm. past, where like everything seems so ordered, and like yeah. we have two types of order, uh, you know, oppositely arranged and uh, the other one alternately, alternately yeah. arranged. <laughs> but this is like this is like somebody just like took branches and like smushed them on like yeah here's this uh, should have yeah, one here exactly it's like as they as it's growing up it's like okay now over here um yeah, now over there and it's just kind of like so haphazard and you know what alex it's a primitive tree yeah so it makes you think yeah this is uh there's no organization wow it was just like put a branch on i don't care wherever this is pre-civilization this is exactly that this is a tree that had no this is a cave tree wow yeah 
So that is like something that's really unique. When you're looking at the wood, you find that it has this extremely unique kind of uh, kind of irregularity mm-hmm. with its crown. Now, at the end of these branches, you'll find the leaves. Imagine that the leaves are unlike any conifer you can imagine today. Okay. Not like a pine, not like a spruce, not like a fir, more like aracarias. Of course, it's in this family, right? It's named after aracarias. So these sort of like uh, scale-like, but like big-ass scales yeah exactly dragon scales you remember the cowrie tree that we did uh, agathis australis yes um those leaves they look like little paddles like little uh, ends of canoes or something like yeah, that canoe yeah. paddles um it's kind of like that where you have to imagine these trees having um these weird irregular crowns with these weird paddle shaped leaves coming out mm. all over the place and you'd be like wow that is a tree that doesn't make any sense it looks like a tree you'd find in some diorama of what it used to look like back in the days of the dinosaur you know what i mean right these weird tree ferns and these weird leaves that are unlike anything you've ever seen so casey this wacky ancient tree we call it the rainbow wood that's right and i'm assuming that that comes from the actual colors of the wood hey you know what we also did the uh, rainbow eucalyptus oh yes we have not covered the rainbow eucalyptus i was going to say ah yes and then say oh wait yeah right oh yes oh wait we had that immediately yes not we have not covered the rainbow eucalyptus i think it's on our radar i think it is oh 100 percent uh but this is not rainbow bark this is rainbow wood exactly now when you find the wood of this tree it's unlike anything you've ever seen it has a bunch of different colors that are all based on the minerals around that tree. So sometimes it can be red. Sometimes it can be kind of pinkish white. Sometimes Uh. it can be a dark black bluish kind of color. Sometimes it can be a little bit green, depending on if there's different chemicals in the soil around where this tree is found. Interesting. Yeah, and similar to the Don Redwood, you can find fossils of this, and the colors are all there in the fossils. Wow, cool. Yeah, in fact, it's the fossil, uh, state fossil, of Arizona. Of Arizona? Yes. Is that, that where we get the name? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think it is. What? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure why. Uh, <laughs> no. I actually asked about this. I believe it means arid zone. It's uh, in Spanish, though. For real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I was not curious. where we get the name of this. I thought you were being cheeky. What? Am, oh, oh, gosh, I am. Sorry, Arizona come. Oh, yeah. you were being cheeky. I come, I, I, by accident. Oh, I didn't have any idea, Alex. Oh, wow, I'm an sorry. accidental cheekiness. An accidental cheekiness. <sighs> now, the wood, though, I should, we should go back to this. Uh, yeah. It is, um, uh, the name of the tree is Aracario Xylon, and that is essentially... Uh, aracaria wood. The wood is of aracaria. It looks just like it. Ah, okay. Yeah, so that's uh, that's another thing you can look at and you're like, wow, look, this wood uh, is the same wood as all the rest of these trees that we know uh, that we know about that we can find all over the place. So it's really interesting to kind of pair those things together and say, wow, I can just tell by the wood that this is a tree related to all these other trees, and so that's how it gets its name. Very interesting. Yeah, so there you go. It's the aracaria wood tree from Arizona. Of the rainbow persuasion, exactly. That sounds like I'm calling it gay. <laughs> that's what your that's what your uh, uncle would call <laughs> exactly. being gay. Exactly. I was going to say, yeah. Now, are you of the rainbow <laughs> persuasion? Just asking, uh, Casey. We have lots more to talk about with this tree, and particularly the wood, and particularly 
some fossil action. Exactly. You know I love some fossil action. I sure do. If you if you can make it if you can make it easier for me than my uh, than my geology teacher at the University of Oregon, I'd be really appreciative. All right. Yeah, I'll try my best. Do, we'll we'll do it. But we can't talk about all that shit until we take a break. More completely arbitrary. Right after this. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back to Completely Arbitrary. Today we're talking Aracaria Xylon Arazaconinum. That's the one. I, sometimes I just don't know. You have an innate means uh, in your brain of saying scientific names. Of this things. is what happens when I don't look at it while I'm reading. Yeah, it, that is very true. I, but I appreciate that you uh, you make eye contact with me and just try to remember. <laughs> Thank you. Anytime anybody anybody points out me making eye contact, I find it very hard to make eye contact. Yeah, that's when I usually kind of focus on it so that they know that I'm focusing on it. That's and such an just alpha like, move. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Uh, Casey is staring at me. <laughs> sorry, Alex. Sorry, sorry. Casey, we mentioned we mentioned fossils in our first half of this episode. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna dive into some fossil talk here. Yep. Hopefully, it doesn't uh, bore us so much that it turns us into fossils. Oh my god! Wouldn't that be so silly? That's that, really funny. That would be a real Halloween miracle. Yeah, it would. It's very uh, uh, very. Um. Uh. What's her name? Gorgonian ish. Gorgonian. Uh, yeah. It's um. Oh. Methus. Not Methuselah. Oh my gosh. Medusa. Medusa. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Turning right to stone. Um. I will. I do also want to mention. Please. That Halloween is in a few short days. Oh, that's right. If you celebrate, happy Halloween. There you go. Uh, and I wish I would have done this up front, a little smoother. But this is our Halloween episode. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, that's okay. So, slide, in, uh, slide in the back door. Everyone's kind of like, oh, yeah, okay, sure enough it is. So all I have to say to our fungal associates is, boo. It's very spooky, man. I'm very, you kind of, you made me shake. Do you remember those things from the 90s that we used to, our moms would hang in the in the entryway to the, our homes? Uh-huh. And it'd be like, Oh, yeah. And it would like shake around. You'd shake like a little witch or something. I hated that shit. Oh, yeah. It was very spooky. So spooky. Yeah, gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, it would, yeah. Really, it, would really, it would really startle you. Yeah, I never really uh, was, uh, was affected by that. I just didn't go to those houses. Were you a Halloween child? Did you love Halloween? Yeah, I think so because you got candy all the time. Yeah. And I, I, like to, I like to dress up and do things, but after a while, uh, like maybe in sometime in college, I was just like, I just can't, I, there's so much to do it. And I wouldn't get a costume until like the day before. Right. Or I wouldn't even think about it. Like even this year, I still don't know what I'm doing and I'm going to a themed Frisbee tournament. I, I already know what the theme is. I just haven't put any effort towards it. What's the theme? Uh, we are the Bear Witch Project. I'll help you. Yeah, okay, thanks. I really appreciate that. I'll, well, they'll take pictures. I'll show everyone. Um, I I was not a fan of Halloween as a child. I mm-hmm. thought it was too scary. Yeah. And I hated the smell of Halloween. Really? To me, it smelled like um, the inside of a rubber mask. Like, I just didn't oh, like that smell. Like, yeah. It's like kind of sweaty, kind of plasticky. Yeah. And then, like, you couldn't see anybody's faces, and everybody looked different, and I, mm-hmm. it just made me very uncomfortable. Interesting. Um, but I know there are people who Halloween is, like, their personality. You yeah, know? It, yeah, they, this is like the day they've been looking forwards to it since last November. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. I think I think that's very fair. I know a lot of people are the same. Uh, one of my good friends, uh, Fungal Associate, Alex, her birthday is on Halloween. It's wow. by far her favorite day. How happy, spooky. Yeah. Happy birthday, Alex. Oh, her name is Alex. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not oh, you. Shit. Different, different Fungal Associate. <laughs> happy birthday, Alex. And to you, I say, boo. That one's just for you. <laughs> the other one, everybody has to share. Yeah, the other, yeah, the other one is, yeah, that's for everybody. So if you uh, just heard that, turn your radio off. Uh, and then turn it back on after like three seconds. (laughs) Casey, let's get into some fossil talk. Okay, so we've talked a lot about finding trees and finding things in, say, the fossil record. Yeah. Um, So what we want to do today is uh, our spookiness is talking about what it means to be petrified. Oh, okay. Yeah. So petrified wood and the tree, uh, of course, that we're talking about, we have found lots of it as petrified wood. Because it's so old. Exactly. We've also found so many of the Don Redwood in petrified form. Yes. We found fruit, we found leaves, we found everything, and it is all a fossilized version of something that either exists today or existed many, many years ago, and we, we just find it in these rocks. Right. Uh, so, like, you know, we talked about ginkgos and Don Redwoods being living fossils because yeah. they, ex- they exist today. Exactly. And we have them... We have like uh, fossilized records of them. Yeah, so we know how old they are as a species. Right. So this this rainbow wood is sort of like that. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Sort of. Yeah. Now the process of petrification or petrifaction is wow. pretty interesting. I know I learned that that there's a term for it, but everyone just says petrification rather than petrifaction. Petrifaction is correct? Yeah, I think so. I think okay. they're both correct because I think one's used so often where everyone's like, yeah, that's the same thing. We're just going to make it another word for it. Got it. So uh, there's a there's a couple different kinds of, of fossils. And there are, in the broadest sense, a fossil is just evidence of a living thing in rocks. Okay. And the big thing that I wanted to talk about today is petrified wood specifically. Mm. Now, petrified wood is... You are walking down the in the desert somewhere, say in Arizona. You find this weird-looking rock, and you pick it up, and it's really heavy, like kind of like super heavy for the size, and you're like, why is this so heavy and so mm. dense? And you look at it, and it looks just like a piece of wood. It's got the uh, the same lines of grain. If you look at the top, you can see the growth rings. You look on the outside, you can see what looks like crack in the wood. Sometimes you can even find bark, actually, what looks like bark. But then you like knock on it with your hand, and you're just like, this is a rock. That is petrified wood. It is no longer wood, but it is exactly a model of what wood looked like in situ millions and millions of years ago. It's like a molded, it's like a mold. Well, so it's not quite. That's another kind of fossil. Um, Let's talk about that one first, though. Okay. So um, if you are a leaf from an oak tree, you flutter around, you land on the surface of some water. Over time, uh, you sink. That oak leaf sinks to the bottom. Mm -hmm. And then another one sinks, and another one does it, and you have this happen literally millions of times over millions of years. You get sediment growing and coming in on top of that, so you get little bits of sand and dust and soil and all these things and they kind of pile up on top of each other for again millions and millions of years maybe this water completely dries up and goes away then other things blowing over the top of it and you get this mud thing and you get a little bit of other stuff and then tectonic plates and and then 
Now you have this gigantic compressed section of leaves and organic material and mud. It used to be, say, 20 feet thick. It gets compressed all the way down to like two inches thick. Oh. And this happens over millions of years, millions of times, and you get these gigantic layers of stuff. Is that like, I, I think I know the answer to this question. It's okay. yes. But like when you go to like, you know, Arizona. Yeah. Come, or like Utah, you see like the line, yeah. the lines of color in the rocks. Exactly. Yeah. That's what those are, right? Precisely. They're yeah. like tree growth rings in the soil, in the earth. Yeah. But those are geologic layers where one is uh, a sedimentary kind of rock. Like let's say it's ash comes mm. down. Then uh, a bunch of other stuff grows on top of that. Maybe it becomes fertile for a second. You get this big layer of something else, mud. Uh, you know, you name it. It's just layers upon layers of different uh, rocks deposited in some way that then get compressed and pushed into another kind of rock Mm -hmm. so this geologic layering these things that you can see sometimes they happen in a situation where plant matter or other living kinds of things um get into there so like our leaf example we were just using if those leaves are pressed and pushed together and then you add a little bit heat you add a little bit of pressure maybe add a little bit of um water seeping through over very very slowly over millions of years you end up having a mold of that leaf where all the organic material essentially gets broken down into nothing and kind of gets leached and washed away. But the space that it took up remains in the rock, that pressed leaf formation. Oh. Then other stuff comes on top of it. And then if you come uh, with a little uh, little hammer, you knock into it, you break apart those layers, you can find those impressions of the leaves. That impression is a fossil of that leaf. Oh, so it's not like the thing inside the impression is the fossil. It is the impression itself. Yes, exactly. Okay. My handprint in the sand uh-huh. is a fossil. Correct. My hand is not the fossil. Exactly. Okay. Now, if your hand was cut off, we laid it in there, we then put another layer on top of it, and we did more layers and more layers, and then your hand over time gets each individual cell replaced with a cell of, or with a molecule of, say, um, silica. And that happens to every single entire thing. Your hand is no longer there. It's been replaced like Theseus's ship, one plank, one cell mm. at a time. And then if we, at some point, wisp everything away, we can find the impression of your hand that now has been completely petrified by a different substance entirely. So what do you call this, that substance? That's not a fossil, right? No, that, that would be silica. That's rock. So that's not considered a fossil. It is. That's a fossil, but that is a petrification process. So that's what happens to wood. Exactly. So oh. let's re let, let's rewind for a second. Okay. If you have an impression, I knew this was going to be a challenge for you. I'm so sorry. Oh, Casey. Alex, this is great. I think we've gotten way <sighs> further than your geology teacher. I honestly, I lasted two weeks in that class before oh, I no. just stopped going. Oh god. I got an F. Can I tell you funny some funny? Yeah. Uh, I have a, a dream. It's reoccurring, but not like scary reoccurring. Um, that I'm in a, uh, like going to school somewhere, like mm-hmm. in college, and there's a math class that I've just not gone to. I have that dream for, all the time. For weeks, and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so behind. I need to go to class. I'm going to fail everything, and yeah. then I forget about it even when I wake up. Yes. Yeah. I, I have that dream where okay, okay. it's like the last week of the term. Yeah. And I look at all of my papers, and I'm like, oh my God, I have an extra class I forgot about. Yes, that's and exactly I, what I'm talking about. I've never been. Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah. Oh my God, I didn't know I, that I wasn't the only one. I used to have that a lot more right after I got out of school. I don't have it much anymore. Mm, yeah, yeah. But damn, is that a terrible feeling? And I feel like that's happened to me IRL. Like that, mm, mm-hmm. or I, or I, I, I put on a class because I need the credits or whatever. And I'm like, I don't give a shit about that class. And you I'm not forgot gonna go. about it. And I basically forget <laughs> about it for six weeks. And I'm like, oh, right. Fuck. You I know, gotta go to that. Alex, if you forget about it for six million years, it'll it'll become a petrified class. <laughs> I'm petrified of that class. Yeah, there you go. That's how it happens. Okay, okay. We're going to rewind real fast. All right. Uh, the main types of, of petrification and fossilization are like this. Petrified fossils, mm-hmm. mold fossils, cast fossils, trace fossils, body fossils, carbon films, and true form fossils. It all went straight in one ear and out the other. I'm Great. sorry. We're only going to talk about the two, the, 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 the first few. Okay. Uh, so a mold is where you have something that is that falls into, into the bottom of the ocean, gets covered with sediment, and then that thing itself goes away. For whatever reason, maybe it just over millions of years dissolves and then gets washed away. Mm-hmm. Then, if you uncover it millions of years later, you have this mold of what used to be there. That would be you. You put that. Uh, you put your hand mm-hmm. into a place, and then when you uh, uncover it, your hand is no longer there. It's gone away, but the mold of where your hand used to be is still there. Right. Uh, that would be a a mold fossil. So that's the type where you have to break it open to see the fossil, right? Yeah. Like it, people will break open rocks and uh-huh. be like, "Oh, there's a trilobite." Exactly. Yeah. Okay. That is usually a mold fossil. And that's like the famous ones you see when, when you see like a petrified leaf or stem yeah. or flower. That is a mold fossil. Got it. Now, if you do that exact same process, but instead that mold gets filled with something, then that's a cast fossil. And you just imagine this. If you make a mold of something, if you pour some plaster into it, then you mm-hmm. get a cast from that mold. That's the exact same processes. So they're, they're very closely related. But one is the what's left over from what used to be there. The other is the impression of what used to be there based on that, that first uh, mold. And in that latter in that latter situation, the cast is yeah. the fossil. Yes. Okay. Correct. Now, petrification is a little bit different than both of those. It's like what we were talking about if we cut your hand off and put it in a, into a, a thing, mm-hmm. um, which you could probably call that. I love this analogy. Yeah, we're going to change it. We'll change it. <laughs> and we'll use, how about we use wood as an analogy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, so that would be a body fossil if we cut your hand off. Probably all your skin would go away and it would just be your bones left Enough. over. Enough. Yeah. Sorry, Alex. Sorry. Anyway, this is too spooky for you. I guess now. this is our Halloween episode. <laughs> it we is. need to get spooky. But you just said you don't like Halloween, so I think it's fair that you're like, stop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, we're going to keep going, but we're going to talk about wood now, Alex. <laughs> All right. Okay, I got you on board. This isn't scary. This is wood. You can open your eyes. Ah! Yeah, welcome. Casey's wearing a Frankenstein mask. <laughs> uh, it's Trunkenstein, Alex. <laughs> um, so a petrified fossil is where you have uh, wood. Let's say it is a part of our tree that we're talking about today. Yes. Aricario xylon arizonica. And that tree is growing, it's having a great time, then all of a sudden a bunch of insects bore into it and kill it. It then falls over in some huge rainstorm. It hits this gigantic uh, flowing river that's swelled up because this is such a huge rainstorm in this Pangea area where there's this gigantic 
the single largest river in the history of rivers on earth mm. and it's flowing northwest finally it hits this little area and it deposits a bunch of these old logs those logs probably got completely ripped apart all the you know some bits were broken here the roots were kind of you know ripped off there's no bark left onto it because it kind of got sheared off because it just hit all these rocks on the way and all these things yeah it lands in this area and it sinks to the bottom of this uh, this pond a volcano eruption uh, 20,000 volcanoes erupt. They cover this whole place with ash. The ash slowly seeps down and it's very acidic and so it ends up creating a space that has no oxygen in it. Again, you're underwater so there's no oxygen really anyway. Mm -hmm. But now you have even less oxygen because there's no water even to speak of because the ash is completely covered up everything. Now you're just a log in a big piece of sediment. Okay. That's our scene. Can I repeat that back to you? Yes. I am a piece of wood. I'm you, still wood. Yep. And I'm bare. Hold on. We want to take this completely away from you. You're not wood. You're just watching this happen. Come on. I want to be wood. You said you didn't want it to be your body. And now no, you're I don't want my hand chopped off right. over and over. Okay, okay. But I want to be wood. All right, Alex. You can be wood for By the Halloween. way, I, I proposed putting my hand in the sand like a child might. Yeah. You were the one who proposed chopping it off and leaving it there. <laughs> well, I... Uh, yeah, right. Moving on. <laughs> I'm a piece of wood. And I'm at the bottom of a river. Yeah. And a million volcanoes blew up and I'm covered in ash. Yes. And it and it's very it's compacted down. Yeah. So on one side of me I have a bunch of sand and on one side of me I have a bunch of ash and I'm being squeezed. Sure, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And okay. I think the 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 what's on one side versus the other, not okay, really. Okay, not super a detail important. I needed to add. No, but it was it's totally fine. You I just am, have all the sediment. Yes, I'm covered in sediment. It's yeah. crushing me. Yes, exactly. Okay. Now, you're strong enough that you're not getting crushed and compressed. It's also there's not so much uh, like big rocks and tectonic movements that you're actually getting compressed. That okay. would end up turning you probably closer into a fossil, like a fossilized leaf, where it's completely compressed between two layers. In okay. this case, you're just down there. You're just hanging out. There's all this stuff around you, but you are strong enough that you're just like holding your own space around you or holding your own space internally. Oh, sure. Wood's a lot harder than leaf. Yeah, exactly. Hey, now, take, put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. Wood's, wood's a, a lot, lot harder than leaf. <laughs> People would love that. I love that. <laughs> So over the next several million years, you remain there. And when I say several, I mean approximately 220 million, million years. years. Woof. You're just chilling there. Do I have a book at least? <laughs> yeah, you, you, okay, you have a book. Can I bring my iPad? Yeah, but the book is, uh, the, book is the history of Rome. Oh, oh well, so it's, it, certainly a long read. It certainly is, but it won't take you that long. It was mm. only 2,000 years. Oh, sure. So, and anyway. this is 220 million. You got a long time. You're going you're gonna to have it memorized. Like, just read a word a, a day. L letter by letter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what happens is um, slowly but surely, water sinks through and dissolves some of the silica that's in this area. Okay. Silica is very easily di dissolved into water. <laughs> I was going to say digested, but I decided I needed to not say that. Um, so it seeps through and it saturates every single tiny space inside and around your cells. Okay. All those cells will die, but wood, of course, is very strong, so even when it's dead, it maintains its shape. Yeah. Uh, all 
all of this water slowly fills in the spaces between each individual cell. Wow. Then it fills as those cells kind of dissolve and degrade and become essentially nothing. They are filled themselves, but in situ. So the actual cell wall of that plant, that plant part, this wood, xylem, will get filled up with a molecule of silica or another very closely related kind of um, molecule that's dissolved in the water. So the cell walls remain. Yes. But the cell contents. Well, the cell walls, everything, all the organic matter Uh goes away. But is replaced with silica. Yes, with individual molecules that all get crystallized. And then over these 220 million years, every single organic piece of you, the log, is replaced with an actual Mm. piece of of molecule of a real uh, rock, essentially, silica. And that happens to every single bit. And then you are now just this individual not log now you're a rock and that rock is petrified wood it's no longer wood it is all these bits and parts placed exactly where the wood used to be so it can keep an amazing amount of detail there are some that even keep the cellular like details intact so you can go back and you can say, wow, this tree is a part of the Araucariaceae. I can tell because the wood is exactly like the wood of the Araucariaceae, and I can see it to that detail. Okay, because it's going molecule by molecule. Exactly. That's why you get that detail. Exactly. It's like pointillism. Yeah, and you can you can look at little slabs of petrified wood that they've cut off and mm. like looked under microscopes, and you would think you're looking at a piece of a, uh, a small slab of wood that you cut off. Right. It's amazing. Interesting. And that is what happens. And then you get colors because different chemicals come in and they add different colors. So quartz is the thing that happens once silica kind of crystallizes. So you get these really shiny, like, crystallized logs. And you're like, oh my gosh, this is a log, but it used to be... No, it is. Is it a log? Is it rock? Uh, <laughs> you don't know. And then maybe iron turns it red exactly. or blue. Precisely. Okay. And there's a bunch of other uh, Jade. Uh, chemicals. I don't... <laughs> I don't know. Well, I guess that's black, isn't Amethyst? it? Amethyst? Yeah. I believe jade is green. Ooh. No, it's um, emerald, and I think. I think, aren't jades also green? Alex, I'm I'm not a geologist. I'm using my Minecraft knowledge, to be uh-huh. honest. Okay. <laughs> and like uh, and like Stardew Valley. Ooh. Well, honestly, I trust it. So yes, jade is green. <laughs> I'm just going to stick with it. All right. Jade is green. Are you familiar now yeah. with the petrification process? Yes, I believe I understand the petrification process. All right, good. The only last thing to add. Except I'm going to call it petrifaction because I want to be different. Thank you. I appreciate that, and I think that's more appropriate, and I think there's some geologists who's like, oh, thank you. Thank God. Mm. So the, the big thing, that the only other thing to add is that for this to happen, all of these bits and parts need to be in an oxygenless environment. Okay, why is that? Because oxygen is what things use to respire. So anything that lives and breathes would attack that wood, colonize it, and eat it. So just like all of the decomposers we have today, uh, they would all just go, nom, 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 just eat the eat the eat any organic matter that's there. Right. So it has to be in a oxygen-free environment. That way nothing eats it and it just kind of sits there inert where there's no bacteria, there's no fungus, there's nothing that's eating it. That's why, like, uh, the mummification process is so 
effective because yeah. you put it down there with all the salt and sand there's no air exactly right? or maybe you... the salt kills bacteria and yeah a little bit there's also bacteria that totally love salt kind of things oh. but it's mostly the oxygen that um if you are in a place that lacks any oxygen then that really is the thing that does it it's like pickling it's it just oh, sure. it keeps things in situ for a really long time because the stuff that would degrade it doesn't live there i see well casey there you have it Oh, hey, I just thought of something. Before we move on to our review of the Rainbow Wood, yeah. you mentioned up top that this is a conifer. Yeah. But we neglected to talk about the cone. Oh, yeah, of course. Should we do that now? Alex, what do you mean? We can't. Why, Casey? Well, no one knows what it looks like, Alex. But doesn't it grow a cone? Well, yeah, all conifers grow cones. Yeah. But we've never found the cone of this conifer. Why have we never found the cone of this conifer? Alex. Yeah? Aren't you aware? This tree's been dead for millions of years. So our tree developed and grew at its height around 200 million years ago. That's an old tree. There are fossils of it all over the place. We talked about ginkgos and Don Redwoods being living fossils because yeah. they ex- they exist today. Exactly. So this this rainbow wood is sort of like that. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Sort of. Sort of. Sort of. What a twist! Oh my God, Alex, you had no idea. I know. The listeners out there, did you not know either? We should have an ad in our mid roll for M Night Shyamalan. <laughs> I would love that. It's officially sponsored by him. Alex, I can't believe we neglected to say this earlier. Yeah, right. <laughs> this tree has been dead for millions of years. That's the only right. reason you can find it in Arizona today is because it is littered in its petrified form across Petrified National Forest National Park. What a fantastic reveal, <laughs> Casey. It's not You're the fine. name of that national park. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> What a reveal. This tree has been dead the whole time. It's been dead the whole time, Alex. Wow. We've never found the cone. We don't exactly know what the leaves uh, look like because this uh, this process of it being washed away that we imagined of course. is exactly what everyone thinks happened. Yeah. So all of the small bits wow. and parts have decayed away. Only those big logs that sunk down to the bottom, those are the only things that are left to find now that's right no other sediment from what used to be there what was also deposited potentially in this area none of it's been found that's right casey the story of this petrified wood we've been telling of this ancient tree that no longer exists yep is the story of this week's tree the rainbow wood that's exactly right alex should we also say we call it the rainbow wood because the petrification process of this of this wood imbued it with all sorts of beautiful colors. I think we could say that, yeah. Um, so rainbow wood is what the petrified wood is called. So it really should be rainbow rock. That's a good point. But it, it is not an official common name because exactly this right. has no official common name. In fact, Alex, uh, I'm happy you brought that up. There is, in fact, not even an actual tree called Araucaria xylon Arizonicum. 
This is a ghost of many trees. This is the name of the fossil? This is the name of the fossil, but there are maybe up to 16 or 20 different species of wow. tree that they've found. But remember, we're only looking at the wood. So uh, there are some that we are, we're really easily able to, to tell apart. Uh, Woolworthia arizonica and Shildaria adamanica, we can say, oh yeah, that's that one, that's that one. But the actual Aracario xylon arizonicum doesn't, exist it's not a real tree most of these are actually other trees and they call them other things like polisavanxon hole whoa polisavaxilon like polixavaxilon dotterii polixavaxilon arizonicum and chinlerizylon Noltania. I love the idea of you speaking Latin, but with your American accent. Yeah, it's really hard. <laughs> it's really, it's really fun to listen to. Like Casey has no idea what he's saying. <laughs> these are these are three other scientific names that are extremely hard to pronounce. Yes, geez. That are of other species that are are different. So basically, like yeah, there's no one air. Aracaria xylon arizonicum. There's probably a bunch of other trees, but wow. because we can't find any necessary uh, means of identifying species of fossils, because you could just be seeing uh, something that is different than everything else, but we don't know that that's one species. It could be like the other Aracarias. All the wood's exactly the same. So if you find the wood of 16 different species, you just know that they look all exactly the same. Maybe they're one species, maybe they're 16, maybe they're 20. Interesting. Yes. Chills. <sighs> well, Casey, <laughs> now if you go back and listen to this episode, <laughs> you'll see that uh, all the ha- door handles are red. Uh, <laughs> Casey, let's give our review of the Rainbow Wood. Let's do it, Alex. I want to put a, maybe, should we have an official asterisk next to this segment? Ooh, I don't think so. I think, um, well, I guess maybe we could. Um, let's not. I don't think we should. Here's how it works. We're going to give some final thoughts on this tree and give it a rating of 0 to 10 golden cones of honor. Some golden petrified cones. Some golden dead cones. That's right. Some golden cone fossils. How about that? Of honor. Of honor. Casey, as our resident, uh, um, as our resident... Uh, dendrochronological geologist. Ooh, we'll begin with you. Thank you. That's uh, my preferred title. I usually uh, make that uh, DCCCR. Yes. We're back in the DCCCR. <laughs> um, so this is a tree that I, as I'm reading through and I'm finding that like it as a, as, as a scientific name, uh, I also read a lot from this book called uh, Natural History of Conifers by Alios Farjan. The, like, expert of conifers yeah. in the entire world. Um, this book is really hard to read, even for really? me. And this is his popular science book. Shit. It's rough. But <laughs> he talks a lot about the idea of taxonomy, because he's a taxonomist. Ah. And he's like, the name really doesn't matter. Like, it's an arbitrary name. There's we, We're just naming it because it's easy for us to organize. Mm. But if you change the name because it's more technically correct, it's like, this is a stupid, arbitrary thing. Coming from a guy who like literally has his entire career doing the taxonomy of conifers, right? So he notes that this is a tree. He, again, is the one that calls it um, Aracariozylon arizonensis, I believe, arizonensis. Okay. Um, so he would say, yeah, 
there is this tree. We know there's a tree that exists that existed that we are calling Arcaria Zylon, Arizonicum. Um, there are other trees that we have now just lumped underneath that name and we're just now kind of studying it and really getting into it to figure out which ones are which. So the fact that this tree does exist, but as a as one thing doesn't exist, it's many different things. This is like the this is like a creation myth. Like every culture has its creation, or like a flood myth. Oh, you okay, know? yeah, okay. Like so many cultures have a flood myth. Sure, there was probably a cataclysmic flood at mm. some point that everybody, every culture wrote myths about. Yeah, which one was it exactly? Right, and it's probably all the same flood. I think it's fair. I think it's a, that's a fine uh, metaphor to to bring here. Great. So as a as a tree. I am just kind of like fascinated by this. Like we've talked about historically, uh, if you could go back in time, what part of the, what would you want to go see? This is the time that I would love to go see. Mm. See what these trees actually look like. We know that they could be 200 feet tall, for instance. We have no idea what their cones look like. We don't know what was growing on them. We know beetles went into them. We found their dead bodies and like these things. Wow. It's such a fascinating thing. But the tree itself is like this, this, like super primitive model T of the trees that yeah. we have right now. So I feel like it would, it's a real also, prototype. It really is. It really is. And I kind of like, well, that's kind of fun. It's good for that. <laughs> so I think I'm going to give it a 6.5. That no, feels good. Oh. 6.8 because okay. it's a it's an exciting tree. It's no longer alive. So I feel like if I put it up, uh, like let's say the, the Don Redwood and the other Redwoods, we ranked very high. This is where I put the asterisks in. Yes, exactly. So this asterisk is like four points down because it's a cool, cool tree. And the petrified wood, I've seen examples of it in the Wolverine uh, petrified like zone in Utah. Mm. Um, it's, it's basically a little teeny tiny, quote, petrified forest where you can find big logs of these things all over the place. It's wonderful. Everyone should go and check it out. Sounds cool. It's in the, uh, I think it's in the Bears Ears National Monument. Bears Ears. Yeah. It is. No, I'm sorry. No, it's in the uh, Grand Staircase Escalante. It is the coolest thing to find and be like, this is a tree. I can anatomically tell you what's going on right here. Mm. I think that's fascinating as hell. It just blows my mind. Um, But I got to take four points away because you know what? Didn't make it. Don Redwood's still here. <laughs> wow, Just man. as old. Ginkgo's still here. Rub what's uh, What's the matter, Arcari Zylon? Hmm? Yeah. So four points off for, uh, you know, giving up. Fair enough. So six, what, what did you land uh, on? 6.8. 6.8. 6. 6. 6. Okay. Yeah, 6.8. 6.8 golden cones of golden petrified cones, golden fossilized cones. Hard as a rock. Of honor. Yeah. Hard as a rock. Alex, is our- clap. Hard as a rock. <laughs> like a rock. All right, Alex. Why don't we just move on to- what you think? All right, I you know that I've been I've been uh, I haven't been reading a song of ice and fire, mm-hmm. but I got this world of ice and fire book, yeah. which tells deep histories on mm. every aspect of that universe, yeah. And I'm really interested in Valyria. Okay, uh, Valyria was like the big like superpower. Mm. It was like the Roman Empire of Westeros. For hundreds and hundreds of years. Of Westeros or of... Cause of it was, Essos. Yeah, it was, like, it was above the Eastros, wasn't it? Yeah, I was using, I was using this uh, at Westeros as a name for the general... I see. I wasn't being specific. The, the Middle Earth of uh, wherever the hell they yes, are. Yes, the whole world, right? Uh, and then like, it's gone now and not a, not a ton is still known about it. Yeah. You know, like, and the way it fell is really interesting. Like, mm-hmm. 
nobody knows really what happened. There was just like this big cataclysmic event. Yeah. So not a lot of, you know, documentation, I guess. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of how I feel about this tree. It's like mysterious and cool and ancient and like, ooh, it's like before any of the shit we know now. Yeah. Um, And we don't have that many records, but the records we do have are really interesting. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, the Valerians, they built their stuff out of stone but they knew how to forge stone oh, with dragon fire i see yeah. so it's like they would make intricate castle designs out of single pieces of stone whoa so it's not like they build with stones yeah 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 with so, bricks yeah, I see, yeah they just like carve stone with fire it's really mm, cool thing. okay okay cool cool guys yeah pretty cool blood sorcerers <laughs> um I give the Rainbow Wood like a real like an asterisk 7.0. Great. It feels good to me. I think it's I think it's reasonable. Yeah. And Casey, all I have to say before we move on, I see dead trees. Casey, it's time for a game. Alex, I'm ready. What do we got today? But it's also time for our completely arbitrary Q&A. Whoa. What? That's Hold right. On. Is this a <laughs> a mashup? This is a double segment twirling around itself wow like a like a spiral galaxy that's right casey this is the double helix of segments wow the dna okay all right alex i'm excited what do we got our question this week's come our question this week comes from jj rodriguez from the patreon uh, jj jj asks alex and casey if you could create a frankenstein tree what would it be wow and casey we're gonna answer that question in the form of a game (gasps) this is Trunkenstein's monster. Oh my god. All right, so here's how it works, Case. Okay, what do we got? You and I are going to go back and forth. Okay. Take turns. Okay. Choosing one element of each type of tree characteristic. Mm hmm. For instance, I will start choosing my favorite bark from any tree. Okay. Then you will go and you will choose a leaf, a type of leaf from a specific species of tree to go on this Trunkenstein's monster. I see. And at the end, we will bring it to life, not with with electricity. That'll burn it. Yes. We'll water it. We'll do it with water. We'll add fungus to it. That's right. Yeah, okay. Some mycorrhizal fungi. Yeah. This is a long form process. (laughs) Thanks for sticking with us, folks. (laughs) Uh, So, Casey, let's begin our experiment. All right. First off, I'd like you to call me Casey Gore. Casey Gore. Thank you. And I will be... Dr. Alex. Sure. Dr. Alex. Krosenstein? Krosenstein. Dr. Krosenstein and Casey Gore. Hello. This is a nice twist. Usually in our in our in our dynamic, you would be the doctor and I would be the, oh. the freakish assistant. Yeah, I see. <laughs> I'd be the freakish assistant. Says Alex Croson. Okay. You know, he he did that character didn't actually exist in the original novel. Really? Yeah, as far Just as I know. Had him in there. Yeah. That was an iconic character. For sure. All right. Um <laughs> iconic. He had a hump. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a big guy. Uh okay, Casey. He had a hump. So we have a few categories here. All right, all right. We have Overall morphology. Okay. Bark, leaf, flower, and fruit. Okay. So let's do rock, paper, scissors to see who goes first. Okay. Ready? I'm ready. 
Let's do rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay, 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 okay. okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Shoot. I did scissors. Casey yeah, did paper. I did paper. Like a, like a classic tree fan, you did paper. What a dummy. So I'll begin with overall morphology. Okay. And I think this might be an easy one for me. Ooh, what are you going to choose? I am going to go I with, use my imagination for with, this, Alex. with the morphology of a European beach. Oh, a European beach. Okay, hold on a second. Okay, Casey is getting a pen. He is getting a piece of paper. Oh, Casey, great idea. Casey will be drawing our Trunkenstein's draw monster. If I don't draw it, Alex, I don't think I can I can fully like think about it. For sure. You know, Trunkenstein's actually the name of the monster, not the doctor. Oh my god. Wait, I fucked that up. You know, Trunkenstein's actually the name of the doctor. <laughs> No, the name of the doctor is Krosenstein, okay? Oh, the name yeah. of the monster is is Trunkenstein. Should it not be Tr- Krosenstein's monster? Uh, no, I think Krosenstein's, Krosenstein's monster named Trunkenstein. Oof. Yeah, there's a lot of steens in here. I choose European beach for the overall morphology of this tree. It's wide, it's tall, it is thick, but it's not like yeah. wider than it is tall. It's definitely taller than it is. It's a big fat cylinder, yeah, right? Exactly. It's got it's it's very 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 big. Uh, kind of open, but not too open. Yes, it's you can see that it goes up, right? Yeah, exactly. It's but it but it's also thick and wide, like yeah. a like a, a broadleaf tree. Exactly. This is what I have drawn so far. Okay, Casey. I can't really see that. Okay, don't worry about it. It's, <laughs> it's very good, Alex. I trust you. Okay, Case. It is your turn to put bark on this barkless European beach formed tree. Okay. 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 Here is what. I imagine. So the beach, European or otherwise, famous for very smooth bark. Ain't having that here today. Of course, we this can't. Is, this is Trunkenstein. Yeah. Trunkenstein's going to have the bark of a K-pop tree. Okay. Kapok. Is that related to K-pop in, in any way? I believe so. I believe it is actually 100% K-pop. The official tree of K-pop? That's exactly right, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, Alex, no. This is actually a tree that's um, of a tropical slash subtropical variety. Uh, the scientific name of the one I'm thinking of is going to be Sebia Pentendra. Mm. It doesn't have to be. I just like Sebia as a tree. Many people will know this as a uh, as a tree that grows on the streets of, say, L.A. and has these big fruit that look kind of like um, a an avocado, but then when they kind of rip open, little like very fuzzy flat seed pods kind of fall out. Interesting. But the thing is, but we're not using those. We're not using those. Just we're, the bark. We're using the bark. The bark is covered in giant spikes. Hell yeah. Like it looks like uh you know if you see like a a, a really hardcore punk person, they have like a a bunch of spikes and like studs sticking out of their you yeah. know, neck things and their coats and things. Yeah. That's what they look like. All right. Yeah, but some of them are like an inch and a half long. Hey, you know what? Trunkenstein is taking back the pitchfork. Yes. Thank Thank you, Alex. Yeah. That's the kind of bark I want of a K-pop tree. Wonderful, Casey. So we have beach form and K-pop spiky bark. Yeah. Next, I get to choose a leaf. And boy, am I excited about this. All right, Alex, I'm very very curious what you're going to choose. The first thing that comes to mind. Oh, I've got a couple, Casey, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick one, I promise. Okay. I love bipinnately compound leaves. Obviously, they're incredible. I also love catalpa leaves. I may love catalpa leaves more than I love bipinnately compound leaves. Where are you going with this, Alex? This is frightening. 
Don't do it. Can I make a, a Trunkenstein's monster of, of leaves to uh, put on this Trunkenstein? Absolutely. Okay. I will take catalpa leaves and I will make them bipinately compound and I will put those on Trunkenstein's monster. Holy shit. Alex, are you kidding me? And that, you know, the beach is big, right? So our form is big. Yeah. So we got plenty of space for big leaves. It's huge. So I'm talking like, I'm talking like a, you know, maybe an arm's length, maybe a three foot leaf with leaflets coming out, bipinately compound leaflets in the size of catalpa leaves. Oh my god! How about that? That is that. That's like that's the biggest leaf I can even imagine. We're building the ultimate shade tree here. How? So we're talking that's like huge elephant ear size. Yeah, not like the carnival treat. Multiple elephant ears coming off of multiple elephant ears. That's what I'm saying. That is out of this world. Yeah, this is Trunkenstein, baby. I can't draw that, Alex. That's too big. <laughs> tree, Transylvania. Transylvania. Transylvanica. Trainsel is it? Uh, yeah, that'll be the the scientific name. Yeah. All right, Casey. Now that we've chosen a wacky leaf, it's time. I can't even draw that, Alex. That's so hard. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I'll, ma- I'll make a bad Photoshop. Everybody will love it. <laughs> no, it's great. It's time for you to pick the flower that we will be putting on Ooh. this Trunkenstein's monster. Flower. Oh, flower. Power. Flower. Power. Now I will note the flower is followed by fruit, and flower denotes that it would be a broadleaf tree which this is a broadleaf tree but i feel like a trunkenstein's monster wouldn't be i'm sorry i feel like a krosenstein's monster trunkenstein oh sure would not follow traditional uh how do you say botanical lines should we add a cone to the mix i don't think so because if a cone is a fruit that can go either way but a well, flower. This is, this is Trunkenstein. Exactly. We can do whatever doesn't we want. have it. So I think I'm what? going. Yeah, <laughs> it can if we add it. But they're they're different things. It doesn't matter. You're right. Okay. Okay. He, they could have put a fox's tail on Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, it's true, and it would have been weird, making him uh, furry, kind of horny. Yeah, exactly. It's like, whoa, Trunkenstein. Go ahead and pick a flower. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So I'm going to choose. Does it have to be from a tree explicitly? No, it can be whatever you want. It just has to be a flower. I want a corpse flower. Oh, wow, Casey. Yeah. Now we're getting there. Now we're doing it. For those of you who don't know, the corpse flower is, I think it's the biggest of all flowers, or like one of the biggest. It's something crazy like that. I'd buy that. Titan Arum. Yeah, that's right. And uh, when it blooms, which is like once in a great while, um, it is the smell of a dead corpse. Crazy. Yeah, it's very intense. All right. Well... I think that's okay, right? If it's not necessarily a tree. If it, I, no, I think know? it's perfect. All right, all right, thank it's you. It's so on the nose that it's actually uh, kind of clever. Yes. <laughs> all, all right, right, Casey. Last but not least, okay, the fruit. The fruit. Alex, this is on you. This will be your finest moment. Whatever you think, whatever you think is the best thing to create new little Trunkensteins at a certain distance away from the original Trunkenstein so that they don't compete necessarily with each other. Wow. will procreate to make a, another Trunkenstein. That's the sequel, Bride of Trunkenstein. The Bride of Trunkenstein. <laughs> and then the the third in the trilogy is Trunkenstein's, uh, the son of Trunkenstein or whatever. Yeah, well, the, you know, Trunkenstein. Trunkenstein Jr. Yeah, the Bride of Trunkenstein. It's just a pine tree. There's nothing, <laughs> nothing to it. With a white streak through its <laughs> limbs. Yeah. Uh, 
I want Trunkenstein to grow mangoes. To grow mangoes? Yeah. You know what? I love that, and here's why. If everyone's looking at it like, oh my God, it smells like a corpse. Mm-hmm. Look at it. It's, its leaves are so huge. Is that, is that a mango? <laughs> yeah, I love exactly. mangoes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Trunkenstein can stay. Oh, it's kind of nice. It's kind of nice. But here's how I want them to grow. Okay. I want them to grow as aggregates of fruits, much like a berry. Oh, okay. Like a raspberry. So there's like many multiples of them. Yes. Imagine like a big, compact bunch of mangoes and doesn't have mango skin. It has like... A th- like the membrane on the outside of a raspberry, right? Oh, okay. But just barely containing the sweet mango fruit and juice. I see. So then, so you don't have to try. Like, no, you can just take it. It's like the b- size of a basketball. You can like squeeze it and like have them pop out at you. Yeah, wow. and you just and you just toss them in your mouth or take a couple bites. But careful, they're messy. You're gonna get maybe potentially a little bit of a reaction if you eat too many. That's true. But I... there's no skin, and that's what people get the reaction from. Oh, that's true. Okay, that's reasonable. Wow. Man, yeah. okay, so 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 let's go let's go over this again. Yes. We have the size and the form of a European beach. That's right. Gorgeous and elegant, covered in the leaves of a bipinnately normal sized catalpa leaf. Yes. Well, okay, I should rephrase that. It's the individual leaflets are the size of a catalpa leaf bipinnately organized. Correct. Oh. So the leaves are are huge. Yes. Uh if you want to get close to it and climb it, you can't. It's covered in K-pop uh, thorns. Yes. They're, they're, it's like you have uh, a, a punk rock belt going up every bit of the bark. <laughs> That's right. The flowers are a corpse flower. Gross. Some of the largest flowers in the entire world smells horrifically like dead things, pollinated by flies, of course. Mm. And the fruit is an aggregate of mangoes with thin skin that you don't even have to try to get off. That's right, Casey. This is a Trunkenstein like I've never heard before. (laughs) Now, Casey, let us take our little Trunkenstein's monster. Yep. Go out to the village square Mm -hmm. where there's a bear garden patch. Okay. Put put the little seedling in the ground. Yep. Some water. Yep. Cover the dirt up to the trunk. Mm Mm-hmm. And... With the trunk flare exposed, of course. With the with the tr- what? Uh, when you plant trees, you don't want to put soil up to the trunk. You just want to ex- leave the trunk flare exposed, where the the stem goes down and, oh, sure. and becomes the roots. You okay. want that to be exposed. Got it. Yeah. And you know what we say to the villagers? He's your problem now. Good luck. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. What is what's the what's the, what's our scientific name here? We got to come up with one of these. Oh my God. Well, I feel like it would be named after the flower. I think. Okay. So, um, so Grandiflora. Grandiflora. Or, or, or Mortiflora, like, I like dead flower. Okay, Mortiflora. How about trans? Uh, Treesylvania Mortiflora. Treesyl. Can we do Treesylvatica? Treesylvatica. Yeah. Treesylvatica yeah, yeah. Grand uh, Mortiflora. Yeah. Treesylvatica Mortiflora. Disgusting. Amazing. That was Trunkenstein's monster. Casey Clatt. Hey, if you've got a question for the pod, hop on that old Patreon, patreon.com slash arbitrary pod. Join the Quercus and Alder tier. That's Q and A and ask us your question. You can also join the Cone of the Month Club at $10 a month and get a unique die cut cone sticker illustrated by an independent artist sent to you every month. Decorate your water bottle. Give them as a gift. Give them to your friend's kids. Give them to your friends' kids' kids. Yeah, babies having babies. Or join Arbitrary Plus, our brand new live stream tier. 
You get to watch Casey and I once a month live stream about all kinds of things. That's exactly right. And you get to watch me stream a tree or nature-themed video game once or a couple times a month. Exactly. I, I like it so much, I might do it more. Hey, there you go. It's yeah. a lot of fun. It was The first one was a great time. Yeah. I played uh, Strange Horticulture, mm-hmm. speaking of Trunkenstein's monster. There you go, yeah. Uh, Casey Clapp. Alex Croson. Happy what? Halloween, my friend. And happy birthday, Alex. Exactly. To all of you out there who are celebrating, have a happy spooky day. That's right. And remember, uh, if you see a tree, it might be dead for millions of years. <laughs> hey, you know what? I wonder if this podcast even exists. Do you think this podcast has been dead the whole time? Alex, who are you talking to? Oh, my God. Thank you so much for listening to this dead podcast. Completely arbitrary. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Au revoir. Completely Arbitrary is produced by Alex Croson and Casey Clapp. Our artwork is by Jillian Barthold, and our music is by Aves and the Mini Vandals. And you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash arbitrarypod. And find additional readings at completelyarbitrary.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>